The Long Monday presents Scenes with Friends. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Scenes with Friends. I'm your host, Jason Adams, and I'm joined today by two actors, uh, both of which I've had the pleasure with working with, um, some as directing, other ones on stage, although we didn't get to finish our show completely that we were working on stage with, uh, but we'll get to it. So it's Robert, I, I just blanked right now, Robert Kirsten. 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 <laughs> I, I literally just asked him this, and I had a moment, I thought I had it right, and I, I messed it up, and Curtis Lambert. Uh, they're here with us today um, because we obviously, you know, Kurt, um, Curtis, you've been with us before doing uh, The Raven. So sure. everybody out there, you've heard Curtis's voice uh, on a on our Raven version. Um, so you've done that. Um, but tell us a little bit about what we've picked today, what scene we're going to be hearing today. Um, and all, yeah. So we chose one of my favorite plays in contemporary um, theater called Art by Yasmina Reza. Um, I've been a huge fan of hers uh, since first seeing this show many years ago. And then I also had the pleasure of seeing her other show on Broadway, uh, God of Carnage, that she also wrote. And then we had the pleasure of doing, I directed a couple of seasons ago at Theater of the Republic uh, with a, a great cast. Um, but I've been uh, fascinated by this this play for many, many years. Um, I think it tells a, a great story about three friends. They've been friends, apparently, from what we know about them for some time. It doesn't give an exact time period. Obviously, they're adult men, and for adult men at, at this age, in their late 40s, early 50s, to still be friends, typically that means they've been friends for some time. Um, unfortunately, guys in that age don't always make new sort of lifelong friends uh, at that time in their life, so we're presuming they've known each other for a while. And they uh, sort of, this play allows them to uh, explore their relationship, uh, some of it not always positive, uh, based around a piece of artwork one of their friends has bought that uh, apparently the um, Mark, the character I read in, in this piece today, we're going to hear it a little later on, um, who feels like he's sort of the gang leader of these three and um, he begins to question his relationship with Serge, who is the uh, dermatologist character that bought the painting. And then Ivan, the character that Jason's reading, um, he sort of comes into play because uh, Mark feels like he can use him as a backup to support his opinion on this piece of artwork that uh, Serge has bought. Um, and we discover through various events that their relationship isn't as solid as maybe each of them thought it was in, in a different area uh, based purely around this um, modern art. I mean, it's a great description. So I think because we've had a great description and Curtis has sort of set us up this moment for this, let's go ahead and give a listen to the scene. It's a longer one that we've normally done here on Scenes with Friends um, because it's not really a scene. It's more kind of like... Uh, because this play doesn't really have what you would call scenes. No, it's, it's, it's one... More like of, uh, it's more like the story flows in from one lo one piece to the next. It's mm -hmm. sort of a, you're watching these guys event one right after another. It doesn't really ever break up. Um, but we'll, let's go ahead and give it a listen. Let's hear how it sounds, and then we'll talk about it when we come back. My friend Serge has bought a painting. It's a canvas about five feet by four. 
white. The background is white, and if you screw up your eyes, you can make out some fine white diagonal lines. Serge is one of my oldest friends. He's done very well for himself. He's a dermatologist, and he's really into art. On Monday, I went over to see the painting. Serge had actually got hold of it on Saturday, but he'd been lusting after it for several months, this white painting with white lines. Expensive? 200000 200000 Delaney would take it off my hands for 220 Who is that? Delaney? I've never heard of him. Delaney? The Delaney Gallery? The Delaney Gallery would take it off your hands for two twenty. No, not the gallery, him. Delaney himself, for his own collection. So why didn't Delaney buy it? It's important for them to sell to private clients. That's how the market circulates. Uh-huh. Well, you're not looking at it the right place. Look at it from this angle. Can you see the lines? Uh, what's the name of the... Painter? Uh, Antrios. Well-known? Very, very Serge, you haven't bought this painting for $200,000. You don't understand. That's what it costs. It's an antrios. You haven't bought this painting for $200,000. I might have known you'd missed the point. You paid $200,000 for this shit? My friend Mark's an intelligent enough fellow. I've always valued our relationship. He has a good job. He's an aeronautical engineer, but he's one of those new-style intellectuals who are not only enemies of modernism, but seems to take some sort of incomprehensible pride in running it down. In recent years, these nostalgia merchants have become quite breathtakingly arrogant. What do you mean, this shit? Serge, where's your sense of humor? Why aren't you laughing? It's fantastic you buying this painting. <laughs> I don't care how fantastic you think it is. I don't mind if you laugh, but I would like to know what you mean by this shit. You're kidding. No, I'm not. By whose standard is it shit? If you call something shit... You need to have some criterion to judge it by. Who are you talking to? Who do you think you're talking to? Hello? You have no interest whatsoever in contemporary painting. You never have had. This is a field about which you know absolutely nothing. So how can you assert that any given object, which conforms to laws you don't understand, is shit? Because it is. It's shit. I'm sorry. He doesn't like the painting. Fine. But there was no warmth in the way he reacted. No attempt. No warmth when he dismissed it out of hand. Just that vile, pretentious laugh. A real know-all laugh. I hated that laugh. It's a complete mystery to me. Serge buying this painting? 
It's unsettled me. It's filled me with some indefinable unease. When I left his place, I had to take three pellets of Josemium 9C, which Paula recommended. Josemium Ignatia, she said. Josemium Ignatia. Which do you prefer? I mean, how the hell should I know? Because I couldn't begin to understand how Serge, my friend, could have bought that picture. $200,000. He's comfortable, but he's not rolling in money. Comfortable. That's all. Just comfortable. And he spends 200000 on a white painting. I have to go see Ivan. He's a friend of ours. I have to discuss this with Ivan. Although Ivan's a very tolerant guy, which, of course, when it comes to relationships, is the worst thing you can be. Ivan's tolerant because he couldn't care less. If Ivan tolerates the fact that Serge has spent two hundred grand on some piece of white shit, it means he couldn't care less about Serge. Obviously. I'm Ivan. I'm a little uh, tense at the moment because having spent my life in textiles, I just found a new job as a sales agent for a wholesale stationery business. Uh, people like me, my professional life has always been a a failure, and I'm getting married in two weeks. She's a lovely, intelligent girl from a good family. What are you doing? I'm looking for the top to my pen. All right, that's enough. I had it five minutes ago. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Forget about it. Buy another one. It's a very special belt tip. It writes on any surface. It's infuriating. Objects. I can't tell you how much they infuriate me. I had it in my hand five minutes ago. Are you going to live here? You think it's suitable for a young couple? <laughs> young couple? <laughs> Try not to laugh like that in front of Catherine. Oh, how's the stationary business? All right. I'm learning. You've lost weight. A little. Oh, I'm pissed about that top. It'll all dry up. Sit down. If you keep on looking for that top, I'm leaving. Okay, I'll stop. You want something to drink? A Perrier, if you have one. Have you seen Serge lately? No. Have you? Yesterday. Is he okay? Yes. He's just bought a painting. Oh, yes? Yes. Nice? White. White? White. Imagine a canvas about five feet by four with a white background. Completely white, in fact. With fine white diagonal stripes, you know, and, and maybe another horizontal white line towards the bottom. How can you see them? What? These white lines, if the background's white, how can you see the lines? You just can, because I suppose the lines are slightly gray or vice versa. Or anyway, there are degrees of white. There's more than one kind of white. Don't get upset. Why are you getting upset? You immediately start quibbling. Why can't you let me finish? All right. Go on. Right. So, you have an idea of what the painting looks like. I think so, yes. Now... You have to guess how much Serge paid for it. Well, who's the painter? Andreas. Ever heard of him? No. 
Is he fashionable? I knew you were going to ask me that. Well, it's logical. No, it's not logical. Of course it's logical. You asked me to guess the price. You know very well the price depends on how fashionable the painter is. I'm not asking you to apply a whole set of critical standards. I'm not asking you for a professional estimate. I'm asking you what you, Ivan, would pay for a white painting gussied up with a few off-white stripes. Jack shit. Right. And what about Serge? Pick a figure at random. 10,000. Ha! 50,000. Ha! 100,000. Keep going. 150? 200? 200. 200 grand. No. Yes. 200 grand? 200 grand. Oh, is he going crazy? Looks like it. Oh. All the same. What do you mean, all the same? If it makes him happy, he can afford it. So that's what you think, huh? Why? What do you think? You don't understand the seriousness of this, do you? Uh, no. It's strange how you're missing the point of this story. All you can see is externals. You don't understand the seriousness of it. What's the seriousness of it? You don't understand what this means? You want to cash you? You don't see that suddenly, in some grotesque way, Serge sees himself as a collector. Well... From now on, our friend Serge is one of the great connoisseurs. Bullshit. Of course it's bullshit. You can't buy your way in that cheap, but that's what he thinks. Oh, I see. Doesn't that bother you? No. Not if it makes him happy. If it makes him happy? What's that supposed to mean? What kind of a philosophy is that if it makes him happy? As long as it's not doing harm to anyone else. But it is. It's doing harm to me. I'm disturbed. I'm disturbed. More than that, I'm hurt. Yes, I am. I'm fond of Serge, and to see him let himself be ripped off and lose every ounce of discernment through sheer snobbery. I don't know why you're so surprised. He's always haunted art galleries like crazy. He's always been an exhibition freak. He's always been a freak, but a freak with a sense of humor. You see, basically, what really upsets me is that you can't laugh with him anymore. I'm sure you can. You can't. Have you tried? Of course I tried. I laughed heartily. What do you think I did? He didn't crack a smile. Although 200 grand, that's kind of an expensive laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make him laugh. I'd be amazed. Any more nuts? He'll laugh. You'll see. And you get on with the in-laws? Wonderfully. As far as they're concerned, I'm just some jerk stumbling from one iffy job to another, and now I'm groping my way into the world of vellum. Um, this thing on my hand, what is it? Is it serious? No. Oh, Ooh, good. So, what's new? Nothing. A lot of work. Exhausted. It's nice to see you. You never phone. I don't like to disturb you. You're joking. You just speak to my secretary and I'll call you back right away. I guess so. Your place gets more and more monastic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hmm. Seen Mark recently? Not lately, no. Uh, have you? Two or three days ago. Is he all right? Yes, more or less. 
Oh? No, he's he's all right. I talked to him on the phone last week. He seemed all right. Well, he is. He's all right. You seem to be implying that he wasn't all right. On the contrary, I said he was all right. More or less, you said. Yes, more or less, more or less all right. You been out? Seen anything? No, I can't afford to go out. Oh? <laughs> I'm ruined. Oh. <laughs> you want to see something special? Would you like to? Sure, I would. Show me. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Antrios. Yes, yes. It's a 70s Antrios. Worth mentioning, he's going through a similar phase now, but this one's from the 70s. Yes, yes. Expensive? In absolute terms, yes. In fact, no. You like it? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Plain. Plain, yes. Yes. And, and, and at the same time? Magnetic. Yes. You don't really get the resonance just at the moment. Well, a little. No, you don't. You have to come back in the middle of the day that resonance you get from something monochromatic. It doesn't really happen under artificial light. Aha. Uh -huh. Not that it is actually monochromatic. Oh, no. How much? 200,000. Very reasonable. Very. <laughs> Crazy or what? <laughs> Crazy? <laughs> Hundred grand. <laughs> you know, Mark seeing this painting. Oh, devastated. He told me it was shit. A completely inappropriate description. Absolutely. You can't call this shit. No. You can say. I don't get it. I can't grasp it. You can't say it's shit. Well, you've seen his place. <laughs> Nothing to see. Uh, it's like yours. It's, well, well what I mean, it, you couldn't care less. His taste is classical. He likes things classical. What do you expect? He started in with this sardonic laugh. Not a trace of charm. Not a trace of humor. Well, you know, Mark is moody. Nothing new about that. He has no sense of humor. With you, I can laugh. With him, I'm like a block of ice. It's true. He's a little gloomy right now. I don't blame him for not responding to this painting. He hasn't the training. There's a whole apprenticeship you have to go through, which he hasn't either because he's never wanted to or because he has no particular instinct for it. None of that matters. No, what I blame him for is his tone of voice, his complacency, his tactlessness. 
I blame him for his insensitivity. I don't blame him for not being interested in modern art. I couldn't give a shit about that. I like him for other reasons. And he likes you. No, 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 no. I felt it the other day. A kind of, a kind of condescension. Contempt with the really bitter edge. No. Oh, yes, yes. Don't keep trying to smooth things over. Where'd you get this urge to, to be the great reconciler of the human race? Why don't you admit that Mark is atrophying if he hasn't already atrophied? We laughed. You laughed. We laughed. Both of us, we laughed. I promise you, on Catherine's life, we had a good laugh. Both of us, together. You told him it was shit, and you had a good laugh. No, I didn't tell him it was shit. We laughed spontaneously. You arrived, you looked at the painting, and you laughed. And then he laughed. Yes. I mean, something like that. We, we talked a little, and then it was pretty much the way you just described it. And it was a genuine laugh. Perfectly genuine. Well then, I've made a mistake. Good. I'm really pleased to hear it. It was even better than you think. It was Serge who laughed first. It was Serge who laughed first. Yes. He laughed first and you joined in. Yes. But what made him laugh? Well, he laughed because he sensed that I was about to laugh. I, I guess he laughed to put me at ease. It doesn't count if he laughed first. If he laughed first... It was to diffuse your laughter. It means it wasn't a genuine laugh. It was a genuine laugh. It might have been a genuine laugh, but it wasn't for the right reason. What is the right reason? I'm confused. He wasn't laughing because his painting is ridiculous. You and he weren't laughing for the same reasons. You were laughing at the painting, and he was laughing to ingratiate himself, to put himself on your wavelength to show that on top of being an aesthetic who can spend more on a painting than you earn in a year, he's still the same old rebellious pal you used to kid around with. Mm Mm-hmm. You know... Yes? This is going to amaze you. Go on. I didn't like the painting, (laughs) but... I didn't actually hate it. Well, of course not. You can't hate what's invisible. You can't hate nothing. No, no, it has something. What do you mean? It has something. It's not nothing. You're kidding. Look, I'm not as harsh as you. It's a work of art. There's a system behind it. A system? A system. What system? It's the completion of a journey. (laughs) It wasn't planned. It it wasn't painted by accident. It's a work of art which stakes its claim as part of a trajectory. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Laugh. You're parroting all of Serge's nonsense. From him, it's heartbreaking. From you, it's just comical. You know, Mark, this smugness... You want to watch that? You're getting bitter. It's not very attractive. Good. The older I get, the more offensive I hope to become. Great. A system. You're impossible to talk to. There's a system behind it. You look at this piece of shit, but never mind. Never mind. There's a system behind it. You think there's a system behind this landscape? No, huh? Too evocative? Too expressive? 
Everything's on the canvas. No scope for a system. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Ivan, look, speak for yourself. Describe your feelings to me. I felt a resonance. You felt a resonance. You're denying that I'm capable of appreciating this painting for myself. Of course I am. Well, why not? Because I know you. Because apart from being disastrously open-minded, you're quite sane. Well, I wish I could say the same for you. Ivan, look me in the eye. I'm looking at you. Were you moved by Serge's painting? No. Answer me this. You and Catherine get this painting as a wedding present. Does it make you happy? Does it make you happy? Well, of course it doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me happy, but generally speaking, I'm not the sort of person who can say that I'm happy. Just like that. I'm trying to... I'm trying to think of an occasion when I could have said, yes, I'm happy. Are you happy to be getting married? My mother stupidly asked me one day. Are you at least happy to be getting married? Why wouldn't I be? What do you mean? Why wouldn't I be? You're either happy or you're not happy. What's why wouldn't be got to do with it? As far as I'm concerned, it's not white. When I say as far as I'm concerned, I mean objectively. Objectively speaking, it's not white. It has a white background with a whole range of grays. There's even some red in it. You could say it's very pale. I wouldn't like it if it was white. Mark thinks it's white. That's his limit. Mark thinks it's white because he's got hung up on the idea that it's white. Unlike Ivan. Ivan can see it isn't white. Mark can think what he likes. What do I care? Obviously, I should have taken the Ignatia. Why do I have to be so categorical? What possible difference can it make to me if Serge lets himself be taken in by modern art? I mean, it is a serious matter, but I could have found some other way to put it to him. I could have used a less aggressive tone. Even if it makes me physically ill that my best friend has bought a white painting, all the same, I ought to avoid attacking him about it. I have to be nicer to him. From now on, I'm on my best behavior. All right, everybody, we're back. That that was awesome. It was awesome. I think mostly because I was in it. No, that's. <laughs> I said I was going to say that earlier, but uh, it's not. It's not true. No, it's actually it's a great show. I mean, I've I've had the privilege, Curtis. Now we talked about this. I've had the privilege of doing this show before as well. Yeah. Um, I think when I did it, I played the part of Serge actually, mm-hmm. which is would strike people weird because most people probably see me as an Ivan. Yeah. As um, did I. And then, yeah. yeah. Um, I played Serge also. But um, it's just a fun 
show. And well, it's fun. I think the thing that attracts me often to plays is the is the language, mm-hmm. and it's just it's beautifully written. It was written originally, of course, in French. Yasmina Reyes is, is French, and, and then Christopher Hampton um, translates for her all of her her works, and um, he does a fantastic job of converting it into just sparkling English language, and it's just fascinating to be able to say those lines, and um, some of them are tongue twisters because it is full of fantastic vocabulary and just beautifully constructed sentences, yeah. but it's it's stuff you really have to pay attention to and really be on your toes because it can tangle you up in a hurry when you're learning it or saying the dialogue because it it, it reads really beautifully. Um, I think anybody that even likes to read and likes language, even if they weren't big theater fans, they could read this show and really enjoy the the story that's told. And yeah. the, the piece that we just heard, just as an FYI, it's the opening bit of the show. It's sort of that sort of this. I felt like that scene sort of established the characters in the play, and then from there, the, the story really builds and becomes something even bigger than it already is, uh, based around this piece of art. Yeah. So when I was talking earlier about scenes, it really was. It's not like it's scenes, but the, right. the story force sort of feels like it goes in movements. So mm-hmm. that would be like the first movement when it's all the setup of how everybody's seen the fo- painting and what they think about it. Exactly. The next one is people processing it and having this conversation because it just won't let go. No. Mark can't let go of this story, so it just right. keeps builds and builds and builds until it uh, gets to it. Um, now, Robert, th- this is the first time you've ever read the play. Yes, first time. First time. Yeah. So how does it feel? Do you want to read more of it? Do you want to play Surge more now? <laughs> <laughs> of course I want to read more. Um, it just feels like there's so many layers mm-hmm. to this. And um, as I was reading and listening to um, you guys read your parts, I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this, because it is about friendships. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you mentioned earlier, um, Curtis, about men having friendships at that age. Right. It's, it's very difficult to come across a friendship, a genuine friendship. So right. um, it just felt like um, your character was the controlling one. Yeah. And your char- character, Ivan, was the more, you're kind of like the mediator between yeah. Yeah. the two. Exactly right. And um, I don't know. It, it's, it's just interesting to see what else is 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 yeah. there. And yeah. I think you have that in normal friendship groupings anyway. You always right. have the people that are the most, they have polarizing opinions. One mm-hmm. of them is going to be, we have it definitely, I know nowadays with politics or religion, you have those those things, but also in everything. I mean, you have people that they get aggressive about one f- football team yeah. oh, versus yeah, one sports yeah. team. I mean, so you see that, and there's always those middle ground friends who are in the middle that always have to keep sort of, um, you know, breaking them up. But also I think too, talking about the layers and talking about how like there's so much going on. I think what Hampton's able to do though, with we were going back to the script and being mm-hmm. that it's translated. A lot of times when you translate something f- to an English language from a foreign language, you lose some of the flow of mm-hmm. it, but somehow Hampton's able to sort of keep that flow and that yeah. humor. But like you said, also too, it's also apparent, even though it's very sophisticated and very smart and very, you know, thought provoking. It's also, I think, very easy for people to understand. Their conversations yeah. are not too convoluted that the, no. way the normal person has always had these conversations. We always have that one friend who maybe likes expensive wine. Maybe they right. like only certain types of TV shows. Maybe they only like certain right. things. Right. And everybody else is sort of like, ugh, okay, yeah. this person. Um, so I think they're able to sort of delve into like the layers of it. It's just, it happens to be talking about someone who's eccentric buying it expensive painting right um versus the other two people in the group are not as eccentric right um 
But is of it course, really about the painting? No, and that's yeah, the point. That's, right. that's, that's my think, question yeah. I've been asking yeah. all along. There's a, there are underlying issues yes, here. Yes, exactly. Sure. It's, it has nothing to do with the painting. Yeah, and, and that's you're right. That's the catalyst. And it's fascinating too that you know they know that Serge is a is an art lover. They talk about him, you know, haunting galleries and always going to showings. But the the trigger here is that. You know, I've often wondered um, if the painting had cost $2,000 instead of $200,000, would Mark's reaction have been as strong, even if it was the same white painting with the white diagonal lines and those kinds of things, would he react? His issue is that, you know, I think that Serge made this huge investment in something that, as we ultimately find out, of course, that, you know, Mark as we doesn't agree with, but the reason Mark doesn't agree with him is because Serge didn't consult him. That's right. And he felt like that he was that friend to Serge that, you know, um, he would come to him and ask his advice and he didn't, he went on a limb and bought this on his own. Mm -hmm. And so Mark's position in this dynamic is now threatened, you know? And then you're right. Ivan is, Ivan's the the pacifier or the mediator typically. And then his position becomes tenable as well because they discover that you know maybe they're maybe they're sick of Ivan's whining maybe he's more of a you know more right. of a, more trouble than he's worth you know and so everything comes into question based around Serge buying this painting but as we know it has zero to do with right. the, the painting yeah know? well yeah I mean and, and that's yeah, like I was saying, it's just a catalyst. Mm-hmm. It's it's the thing that starts the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting you say that because because it's true. It's like yeah, if he had bought it for two thousand dollars instead of two hundred thousand dollars, would it have would it have got it going? It probably would have still made Mark mad. But you're right because it's this item that is so expensive. It's like a house or like right. a, a car. A, right. It's a really expensive car or right. a, a luxury item. Mark's like, I'm the sensible smart one. Why right. would you not talk to me first? Right. Um, because as he says, he sees yeah. it as nothing. You know, it's, yeah. it's nothing. How can you, you know, there's, there's nothing there. It's white on white on white. There's nothing. So how can it be $200,000? You know, that, that's, and that's why would you do that without consulting me first? You know, yeah. could he be seeing it as a replacement? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that he sees that Serge has, um, Serge suddenly has his own opinions right. aside from aside from Mark, right. and that's a problem for control freaks, as we know, you know? <laughs> and we all know them. Yeah. You know? It's true. <laughs> it's, it's definitely true. Um, so, Curtis, this this show, I know we had talked about this. We were recording this earlier. We were saying we should just record the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and try and do it, but obviously, you know, there's always rights and right. legality reasons for it. Um, so how hard are we going to try and push this show to get it done live with the three of us somewhere? Yeah, I would love to <laughs> do the show. Point. Yeah, I would love to do the show. I, I think it could, and it could be done easily with very with minimal, you know, staging. It doesn't require much, you know, a couple of backdrops and, you know, a couple of chairs, literally. I mean, it really is. It's not about the, the set and the, the it's about the you know, the actors and the, the three, we see three pieces of art throughout the show. You know, we see art in each of their apartments, you know, throughout the, the show that supposedly tells us something about who they are as well. But, um, so I, I think it could be easily staged if, if we thought there was an audience, you know, for it, I would, and I'd like to think there was an audience for a smart, sophisticated show sure. with beautiful language, you know? Sure. Of course. 
Well, thank you guys. Um, it was great here in the scene. It's a much longer scene we've done before. It's actually nice to do it because as I think sometimes when we do the shorter scenes, it doesn't really capture as much of the show. And I think this captured sort of the characters we wanted mm-hmm. to capture, mm-hmm. which we talked about earlier. It also, I think, hopefully people who never heard or seen this show will hear by that first few minutes and by this, that first sequence of what it, how lovely and beautiful mm-hmm. it is. And mm-hmm. maybe we'll pick up a copy and read it. Absolutely. Or if you see a chance for it, that it's out there to go see it. Um, I want to thank you guys for doing it. Thank you guys for being here. Um, and we're working on Dramatus to see if they'll release the rights to us to record the whole thing. Yep. I did submit a request for that, so we'll keep you posted on that as well. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank everybody out there listening to The Long Monday. We'll see you next time on Scenes with Friends. Mm-hmm.